Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter. And I'm Ruthie. And I am your third co-host, Josh. Does that, I always, I still, did anyone get an answer? Are you still a co-host if there's three people? Can you co, co-host a show with three people? Is that possible? I'll go with uh, tertiary host. <laughs> am I just thinking too deep into it? Am I? Am I? You should say you're the third peed in the pod. Third pee in the pod. Third Ooh, pee in the pod. There, there you go. go. <laughs> that we, <laughs> that's a good one. All right, I, I, we'll we'll do that. We're three peas in a three nerds in a pod. Three nerd peas in a pod. All right, we're we are going way too far with this. Um, <laughs> already, already off on a off on a tangent. Okay, so. Today's episode is going to be mainly focused on a very depressing topic, but one that I found interesting, and it kind of grew in a side chat that we were having, right? Because we first it started with, so the main topic is going to be memorable character, fictional character deaths, right? Um, the the things, mostly things that we were traumatized by in our childhood is, is the way I look at it. Um, but it started with because we wanted, I wanted to talk about how celebrity deaths affected us. Um, and then Chadwick Boseman passed away, and so I wanted to be pay respects and not do something like that, and not, a, a topic like that with that with, with that which ah, I can't talk right now. With that had just happening, and then <clears throat> we started talking. And it was like, oh my god, there were so many like impactful uh, fictional character deaths. But before we get into that. I want to talk about the the Discord chat, sort of like an announcement to people that listen or follow us that we actually have launched our Discord, and it's been pretty cool. And I kind of want to get your guys' take on it before and, and like what you guys have liked so much, liked so far about it. Uh, Ruthie, thank you to you. You it's really funny because I started, I just basically made a vanilla one straight <laughs> up, and I invited you to it. And you're like, oh, by the way, I was sort of working on it. I was like, oh, cool, send it to me. I was like. Bam! Everything was in there already, like ready to go. So it was really awesome, and it <laughs> took some time. So um, you're welcome, <clears throat> Ruthie. What are some of the things we have in there, and what have you liked so far? Since it's only been like two days, but it's been pretty, pretty sweet. Um. Well, anybody that knows me or follows my stuff, um, I love just talking to people and meeting people, and I just feel everybody can like learn so much, and especially now with lockdown all over the world and online becoming more prevalent it's just like discord is a huge opportunity to like not only like just make friends and hang out with common interests but as creators to like get feedback get topics like hang out here just i don't know just talk about everything so i'm super excited already we have got questions we've got topic channels um I am ever reminded on how far I am behind on nerd culture media. <laughs> and so I think it'll be a fun thing though. And we've already like talked about having like community nights and having fun and, and, you know, leaving the floor open to hear what nerd topics we may be missing for the show. So I'm super hyped. Josh, what about you? What if, uh, what are you liking about it? So, uh, I like that we're, we have like a community in terms of like other than a community that listens right but we have a community that we can like engage with other than the the whopping fan base that uh ruthie has brought forth upon us now um it's also gonna be like a learning curve for me because i'm not very well versed in the discord-esque things uh but I'm willing to learn and I'm excited to learn and I'm 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 grateful that we have this opportunity to 
to voice our opinions and voice other people's opinions and and speak on things that we're passionate about and that other people are passionate about. Uh, so I'm just excited to be here, and I'm excited to be a part of this community and a part of its in its creation, if I if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I didn't I didn't want to do it because I just didn't know if we had uh, enough people that would want to join. But Ruthie has a pretty huge following, so what, that's pretty cool. So I would imagine a lot of people already know Ruthie who have joined and. I was like, I know a lot of other nerds. They may not be fans or listen to the podcast, but I was like, let me just invite them. And, yeah. And, and so they've come in, and they've like Tracy. Um, she's got this like weird Roman numeral name, but she's come in and she's uh, interact. I was like, you. And then um, also my friend um, Kat. She was actually on. I have the episode posted, but she was when we were doing the grown up nerd. We did our favorite heroines, and she it was called Heroin Addict. Actually, what was the name of the episode? And she was nice. on that one. And it's actually still, I kept it, and it's like one of the earlier episodes, and you can still listen to it. It's a fantastic episode. So she's there. Um, she's uh, Beatrix Kiddo. And so I had messaged her on Instagram because I posted it on the Facebook group. For those of you who don't know, there is a Facebook group, and it doesn't have a huge following. But um, I messaged her on Instagram. I said, you must join now. You're a nerd. You belong. And she was like, okay, and then joined. So, um, yeah, so I was I was hesitant, you know, to do it, but there is definitely, it's definitely growing. I think we're at over 20 people already. So it's been really cool. And I've been really excited to meet, meet others and just talk about nerdy things and kind of like gauge the, the discussion. Like I love the discussion, daily discussion thread that we have. And that, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It's uh it's been a really cool experience so far. Everyone's super nice. And I just love talking with people. It's been re- really cool to engage with others. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that being said, we're moving, we're going to be talking about memorable character deaths or ones that we remember the most or ones that we found impactful. Um, I'm going to say we should just start off with we'll go one by one by one each of us and we'll see where it goes. That's what I was kind of thinking. What do you what do you all say? Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, that works. All right, Ruthie, I'm going to start with you. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, give okay. me, let's talk about who do you, what do you have? What character or whatever? Well, I'm going to hear it. Okay. Just, just off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying, I've actually been trying to think of a lot of them and stuff. Um, actually. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, we'll probably discuss all this. Honestly, some of, I think like some of the biggest character deaths when I think of like, I guess, that have meant a lot is I probably the first thing that comes to mind is probably like that came to mind was like mass effect franchise deaths. I knew it in the very end. I knew it. It just like, <laughs> I'm a mass effect fool. Like you guys mm. don't even know. <laughs> we probably do know, but it's just, um, to go through those three games, which is, you know, they came across, it was like six years, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. And you played the games you had your, the squad was so like close knit and if they all made it to the end, there were some deaths that just were part of the story. And, man, it was so tough because it was like, those are my boys. <laughs> no, I was just <laughs> like, I couldn't handle it. It's too much. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's been out for a long time. It's about to be actually be remastered. They, they announced all this stuff, um, which I'm pretty hyped about. But, uh, man, there was in just so many different degrees. Like, there was uh, Morden... Um, Anderson, who kind of like was the dad figure of the game for you. Mm. Um, 
then uh, Morden and Thane that were two of the crewmates and they had like these redemptive sort of deaths when they died or I guess depending on what your storyline was if you played Renegade maybe not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not <laughs> might have pulled the trigger on one of them <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I, I didn't finish three, but I remember playing two and I can't remember who died specifically because depending on how you finished two, you know, you could go back and replay that mm-hmm. final mission. And I think I replayed that final mission like three or four different times because this is like right when it came out just so I could get everyone to be saved. And I was like that attached to these characters, you know, like that I would go back and replay this like repeat yeah. re- repeatedly so that way I can save these fictional characters because of my like, <laughs> fictional attachment or whatever you want to call it to these characters. Yeah. So, um, I, that was one game that yeah, did. No. Yeah. yeah, no, sorry. Um, it was funny. I played the first one and then it was after I played it. Luckily, everybody made it through. But I was so obsessed with learning everything and learning all my squad and I don't know. I just get um, attached to people and stories that they tell you in their lives. And I loved the writing for all the characters and the dynamic. So at the end of the game, I beat it and everybody was alive, even though there were some close calls. And then afterwards, people, I was reading threads and people are like, half my crew died and it doesn't matter who you pick. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm glad I made it out with everybody. I would have been like so upset. And then knowing that going into game two, at the end of the game, you're sweating because you literally know that if you made the wrong choices during the game or at the very end, you could lose somebody. And I was so worried. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, I w- I've been told to just play 3 because I heard 3 isn't really that terrible of a game. It was just the ending mm-hmm. and how you only really had, well, what, three like finite endings, really, and nothing you did in the other... Mm-hmm. And the entire three games really mattered, so that was like one of the reasons why I didn't play it. But I remember being really attached to the characters. And I remember when... Was it Caden? I had Caden die um, in the first one. Oh, uh, yeah. But so, and then he has like this whole like story arc, I guess, in two and I think three. I don't know. But like, I didn't even get to experience any of that because it's just, you know, I picked him to die. So I can't believe you. But okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I heard no, he had like, true, a, he had, like a racist storyline. Like, he kind of turned into like this like racist sort of character. I don't know if this is true, but that's just what I heard. Um, I didn't think he was racist. I think Ashley was racist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one you let live. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I was trying to get that booty. No. You know, so he does matter. kind of. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, but no. <laughs> Josh. He, um, yeah. Um, He's no, cracking he, up, uh, but I can't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> You're sure muted, man. <laughs> um, but he, he wasn't racist, but basically in game two... He just basically turns his back on you like he won't listen to reason and stuff. And like he was my romance option. Mm. So it was this big detrimental thing for me and two and Mm. so many other people that played too, like in the girl gamer community. You know, we talk sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and like people were like, he turned his back on me. I'm romancing somebody else. Like everybody was so salty about it. And (laughs) so it was pretty funny. I don't know. Like, it's just funny, but that's the whole point. You that, I think that's why we wanted to talk about this is fictional characters in whatever media you get so attached sometimes. Like, you know, these people are there part of your little canon in your head. And, and so it can just be like, it can affect you just like real life relationships. Sometimes you feel like you, yeah. it feels like a loss or a gain. Um, when well, remember you the, like, get so attached. I remember the story you told me about your friend who played Fallout three 
and like they spent all this time right was it they spent all this time like creating their character and then yeah the husband my friend and his wife they created yeah. each other in the very be- is it four i think it's no four. you're four yeah, yeah, yeah you're right yeah you're right. and they created it. it was this beautiful bonding experience and they made each other and then they had the baby and and spoiler alert if you don't know whoever your spouse is you literally watch them get shot right in front of you and your baby stolen and my friend and his wife. He, yeah. In the very beginning, first 10 minutes. So they yeah. spent like an hour and a half making each other's characters and having this cute little date night. And then literally he watched her get shot point blank. And he was just so mad and they were so shocked. Um, he like, literally you can go over to the body and you can take like the wedding ring off the body. <laughs> so he did that. He took her wedding ring and he refused to romance anybody for the rest of the game. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, it was so funny. I just, it was just a true gentleman right there. He was like, I told him, I was like, okay, I think you were going for points. You put in 40 hours in that game and you didn't romance anybody. I was like, all right, buddy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But no. Um, Yeah, I think it's a really good choice. I think Mass Effect 3 or Mass Effect series, um, that was an interesting franchise because of the longevity of it. So I could really see like, because like I said, I didn't play three, but I could. I understand what it would have been like to go through all of that and have characters die. So that's a really good, I think that's a really good choice to this, to, to bring up in today's episode. Um, Josh, for you, what, what is, what is the one that you have? I know you, I know you've already mentioned it today in the chat, like, but I'm curious, what is one that you want like to talk about? Like a specific, like a specific one? Yeah. Specific one to you. So, so I'm a sucker for, uh, self-sacrifice, right? Like big, like big time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, big ones that stand out to me. Uh, Artax, obviously, like I said it today in the in the Discord. Artax from Neverending Story. I just literally like soul crushing, and I watched it as a kid. You know what I mean? And I was still mm. like, even as a kid, it like like destroyed me. And then I watched it again as an adult with my son, and. He was like, Dad, what's wrong with the horse? And he was like, he's sad. He's dying from sadness. And he was like, well, why doesn't he get out of the mud? And I was like, you're asking all the right questions, man. Uh, but then he got sad. He didn't cry. Like, when I was a kid, I, like, lost my I like lost my mind. And then I watched an adult with him, and I was crying. And he was like, Dad, it's okay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Right? But, uh... <laughs> Your son is consoling you. I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> So, but other, other on the back, deaths that were like really like, yeah, other deaths that were memorable to me. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't say them because they're too new. What game or what game or show I, is it? Like, so they're so we can give people a fair The Last of Us. Last of Us Two. One's from The Last of Us. Yeah, from two. Okay. And one is from. Uh, Oh my goodness. It made me very uncomfortable watching it. Uh oh, in uh Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so was, uh, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. We give you a chance to pause pause the podcast. I don't know if you were, I don't know if you or Ruthie ever plan on playing these, so if uh, that's why I, they're they're a pretty big deal to me, you know. Um I would I would prefer to hold off on The Last of Us. You know what? I'm going to edit this out in the podcast. Pick a different one. How about that? (laughs) 
I think that was the biggest too soon. Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable with the Ghost of Tsushima one? No, because I'm gonna play that too. I have a PS4. So sorry. Okay, good. Okay, Next. so then I'll just do my other two. That th- th- <laughs> those are like my newest. Those are like my newest most impactful deaths, right? That like okay. Well, part. I was kind of but, going for like you know childhood, you know further back, not recent stuff. That's, you know, uh, at least a few well, years out. You know, not spoiling. Ch- that was, childhood. I know we didn't do we didn't do ground Ooh. rules. Yeah childhood we'll, let's say not this year how about just not this year we'll, we'll go with that i think a year is good enough for people to okay a year a year back okay so if we're saying a year back definitely bt from titanfall 2 like that i don't know if you guys know bt bt is the mech that you pilot right like mechs so like the mechs in titanfall 2 the titans they have they have like a crazy relationship they're in sync with their pilots um and they become emotionally attached. And at the end of the game, like, BT, like, literally saves you. I mean, it's his primary directive, but the way that you interact with him, like, his first his primary objective is to protect the pilot, which is you, the player. But as you interact with him through the game, like, your relationship feels a lot deeper than his directive. So there's, like, a crazy <laughs> warp explosion going on, and he literally, like, pulls you out of his chest... And the character, you're, the player, you know, you're like, BT, what are you doing? And he, like, grabs you and he looks at you and he's like, he says, protect the pilot, right? But he's in his, he says his robot voice. And then he chucks you and the music goes crazy intense. And I remember oh, sitting man. there, like, playing this game, like, <laughs> he throws you and you survive. And he gets destroyed <laughs> by this blast. And you're like, ah. and then so I remember, like, thinking I was, like, dumb. Like, it was one of the first... Uh, times in a while that i felt for a video game character like that and then my wife mm-hmm. played titanfall 2 and beat it and i came home to the ending like i came off of work and she was at home she's playing it and i came home from the ending and i came home literally at the same point where he pulls you out and throws you to safety and my wife was just like what is he doing <laughs> like freaking out <laughs> um so that's one one that's kind of old for me another one was from uh halo reach with uh noble six when he dies in the end i mean even though like this not doesn't cr- like specifically like tackle that aspect of the fall of reach in the book because like i had read the book i was like i know reach is gonna get screwed like i know but uh having it visualized from a different perspective like that was a totally different ball game and then uh from my younger years definitely i mean peter you can agree the boss Oh, uh, yeah, from Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, from Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, yeah. I cried. I was, like, sitting there like, no one knows. <laughs> to go know? down as a, as a villain for your country to stay true to your mission. Yeah. And, and that's just, and then knowing, and then, like, boss, or a big boss knowing that, like, oh, man, that's just, and the music that played, and he wouldn't shake the, well, was it the vice president's hand, the president's hand, or yeah. whatever? Or just, it, was, it, was, oh. it was the vice president. And then, but what's interesting on that is an episode, or episode, and Metal Gear Solid 4, and the, that has the best opening selection screen of any game, I swear, when he's just standing there, like, smoking yeah. his cigar, and you see all the petals from the flowers flowing, which is, like, an homage to, to Boss, and it's just like, man, and then you feel it in that, in and Metal that, Gear Solid 4. that intro 4. music, too, is, yeah. like, amazing. That, the guitar, the, the little guitar, uh song that, that plays little, yeah i just want to I, I was gonna like uh, i don't say pantomime but i was gonna like 
do it, but it would be, ter- <laughs> be terrible and embarrassing, so I won't do that. It um, comes on, and you, anytime you hear it, no matter where you are, just like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh. You just feel it. It's so good. That was my ringtone for a while, too. But no, I'm just saying, like, that just shows you how, like, the emphasis of that of that storyline, that character's death, impacts you even in this game and just, um, and just the screen the start screen you know i could sit there i'll put on youtube when i'm like studying or something i'll just put that on repeat and just let it play and and yeah because it's so good yeah harry gregson williams he does he does the soundtrack for all all sorts of stuff um movies and he did all the 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 scores for the metal gear games so excuse me yeah for me those are definitely some of the most like gut-wrenching impactful well, you you're know. you took one of mine, so you took boss ring. Sorry, you have it, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I mean, you should have. I got one. It. You and well, I have had this discussion before. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we both agree that Metal Gear Solid Three is like we could do a whole, you know, two hour episode just talking about how much we love about what Metal we love, Gear. like Metal, Metal Gear, but Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, yeah. So, but all right. So I'm, I'm a, I want my turn now. Um, <laughs> since you guys yes, had tell us, Pete. tell us. <laughs> um. I already, you guys already know this one, but um, I don't think not everybody has done it. Just one of the, the one that had the most profound effect on me was the beginning of The Last of Us, when um, Joel's daughter uh, Sarah. So like in the beginning, um, in the beginning everything's kind of going to hell, and then you you play as Joel and you and you play as uh, Sarah as his daughter, and and you're basically trying to get out. You meet up with his brother and you're going through these car chasing it's like we're setting up everything um story and plot wise and then they basically run into um uh security guards or whatever security force and she ends up dying she gets up being shot and they, they like turn and look at her and then he's holding her and she like he's like talking to her he's like and he and he's crying and then she dies in his arms and I mean, for me as a father, I think that's why it had a profound effect on me. Maybe it does for everybody else. It's still really fucking sad. But I'm just as a, mm-hmm. I've never had a game like I like I said this before. I've played The Last of Us twice. I have. I'm still trying to beat it. Josh is going to be mad at me because I haven't beaten it yet. But this was years ago when I first played it. Um, I I cried, you know, tears like actual tears and sniffling and stuff. It was like that that powerful for me. And I'm a grown ass man. I was like. 30 at the time was like 35 or whatever and i did it again and i played it recently like like earlier this year and again i didn't cry like cry cry but i teared up and i had some tears coming in my eyes because it's that powerful and there's no game to this day that could that that has that that has had that effect on me like it was just it was incredible i just i don't know how to explain it you know maybe josh you can um relate as a parent i don't know but I feel like i feel like part of i can definitely relate and i did cry but i didn't i didn't want to just shout off a bunch right um yeah so i gave a few um but well, we're taking i can turns. definitely understand that's what you know, we're being, doing man be- <laughs> taking turns you just had to go off and shout off like two or three of them anyways no, okay 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 i'm sorry so but i can understand like from an, an, a parent's perspective and then it's worse because no last words no i love you like he literally turns his head to look at tommy and then turns back and gone in an instant so i feel like that makes it worse it compounds the 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 gut-wrenching feeling of loss right because you're like he shoots her and you're like oh she's hurt like this is sad but then like the way it plays out like he looks at her he talks to her 
you're going to be okay. We're going to get you help. And she's crying and he's trying to comfort her. And then all he does is like that one turn of a head and gone. So I feel like that definitely makes it worse. But well, they it definitely would have been an impactful. Yeah. They do that whole trick where, oh, you're like Tommy's safe and Joel's safe. You know, like they didn't get shot. You okay thing? And, like, and all of a sudden it's like, no. And when I played that game, I mean, I was like, I, don't, I mean, I just, you didn't, at the time, I mean, I just, I guess uh, I was naive, but I just didn't think that they would kill like a teenage girl or something like that. You know, it just, it was kind of groundbreaking, I yeah. guess. It, I think, yeah. You yeah. Know, you don't think about stuff like that. And, it, and it's different now because we see all sorts of things in video games. So, but I don't know. It's it was just, you know, like the, in, the invincible kids in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you can get, there's a mod for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there is a kid kid murder mod believe it or not it's really yeah yeah I mean, there's uh yeah the mo- the devs for the last of us were like no mods needed we're just starting off killing kids no problem. yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's it just it was extremely powerful and it's just i i still yeah, yeah. to this day i don't think a game could have that effect i mean it's probably because i wasn't ready for it but even when even I when I knew it was gonna happen, I still got teary eyed and it still got me. So um that was my first one. Ruthie, what do you have another one? It can be super obvious um, too, because we have some pretty obvious ones. <laughs> that I, I think we say, need I to throw out there. Hair uh metal gear from you guys. You guys go on about Oh, I got another gear. one from Metal oh, Gear. And Josh, you better not take it from me because I will punch you <laughs> through this screen. Um <laughs> I think uh I think there's so many um Honestly, I think where I am right now, as far as like getting emotionally attached to characters and especially character deaths right now, is like anything to do with like best friends. Um, For those that do know me or that have like listened to me talk in like um, just normal, this is Ruth life settings. uh, I in a couple of weeks, it'll be about two years since my best friend died unexpectedly. And ever since then my whole view on like death and like best friend relationships or close friends. So when I see that, like in movies or like anything like that, um, it's a big deal to me. So actually a death that impacted me that I didn't expect, honestly, was, um, I watched, um, uh, into the spider verse, right? Is that what mm. that's the name of the title? Spider verse yeah, into yeah. the spider verse, yeah, the yeah. new Spider-Man movie with Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend that died, that was his hero, Spider-Man, 100%. He was, that was his hero. And so I put off watching the movie, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. I put it off and in the movie, it's been out for a while. So I don't think people, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Spider-Man in one of the universes dies. And there's this whole eulogy about it, about losing Spider-Man. And man, that like killed me. Mm. Like I cannot explain like I was bawling like in the theater like almost to where I was like I'm gonna have to leave like I know people can hear me over here just like blubbering um but like I don't think if I would have I think we talked about this when we had like our private chat how how you guys were just saying about like Sarah and because you're a father you think it hits you so much harder like it was sad as hell but being a parent and knowing what that connection is then you like, and to imagine it being severed, like it made it so much more like impactful for you. And I think that's my thing. Like I, I don't like (laughs) Spider-Man. 
No, I'm, I'm being honest. I've read his comic books. He monologues so much, and he's such a whiny All right, podcast teenager. done. Episode yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. I've never been a fan of his, and like it was one of those things where it was such his favorite, and I'm like, hmm. I just had not a huge lot of love for Spider-Man. So when I watched that movie and that happened, man, that was like one of the biggest like comic book hero deaths in a movie that I was like, (laughs) I was just crying. But it's because it affected me in a different way. It was a different kind of connection um, lost for me. And so it meant a lot to me. So and it surprised me. And I think if I hadn't lost my friend, I don't think it would have impacted me very much at all you know um so i like i think that's what we talked about how our life experiences as we grow up like um josh talked about artex and when i was a kid i remember it being sad i think i was like your son josh i was kind of like that's sad you know (laughs) like (laughs) i didn't remember being like it is sad but but as an adult when i went back and watched it as adult i was like i found myself getting pretty emotional because this horse is dying because it's depressed. Like, and it just cannot dig itself out of its depression hole because of where it is. And as an adult going through life and seeing other people with depression and knowing about things where people will kill themselves and stuff, you know, and you learn about suicide and stuff, like it means so much more uh, philosophically Wait. and emotionally. I'm sorry to cut you off. Wait, he died because of depression? And not yeah, it's be- the swamp. Not because yeah. he was stuck in the, the sw- mud and yeah. no, 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 no. The swamp, the, the swamp, swamp of sadness. It. Yeah, you're yeah, in the, the swamp, swamp of sadness, sadness, and because it's so hopeless, you yeah. become more and more hopeless. And if you let that hope overtake you, you basically give up. Well, yeah. I need to go and back and watch, rewatch that movie because yeah. this, this <laughs> entire time I thought yeah. he just got stuck in the mud. Essentially, and- <laughs> no, he gave up. Essentially, the swamp has a sadness multiplier spell. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, like if you land in it and you get stressed out and then that stress gets compounded by the swamps by the swamp itself and it just makes it worse it makes it worse so at the end of the day he could have moved and the point is is that atreyu just had so much more hope but that's towards the end where he's like slowly sinking it's like a sinking sand but if you notice the horse just stopped walking altogether the horse couldn't overcome the sadness and he basically gave up it was as an adult it's almost an equivalent message of the horse committing suicide i mean at the end of the day yeah. that's fuck that's so like as an adult super understanding that, that yeah. complexity like, of it yeah like, as a like kid, so being an adult understanding the complexity yeah as a kid the kid won't understand I, that the kid just i didn't knows <laughs> to, this day, to this day yeah. i still thought i was just stuck in, yeah. in the mud and that's why it was gonna like just stuck in um like quicksand that's what i thought like to the, i haven't watched that movie probably in 20 years so but that's like the lasting memory i had when i saw it when i was maybe 11 or 12 that's really funny because yeah, i thought and, i did not know that was that deep. yeah that's, <laughs> oh, yeah that's, no. pretty, that's, that's deep. yeah you need yeah. to watch it well, again and also, it's a lot more yeah, complex it tra- yeah it's really and especially trey you who's just like stop you know like get out of there you know stop mm-hmm. and he gets mad even and he calls him a stupid horse and he tells him you, yeah he's he tells like, don't him, don't give in yeah don't give a and like the horse just can't do it and then he's super sad and that's why he starts to struggle because he lost his friend and now he's trying to get out of the sadness and he gets to the very end and he gets saved, but it's man, it means so much more as an adult when you can understand the complexities of some of the messages behind these character deaths. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm saying. As a kid, I was like, that's sad, but I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I actually have a funny story about um, that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm a I'm an avid listener of uh, Chicago sports radio because I'm a big Chicago I'm a big sports fan in general but Chicago sports because that's where I grew up and I listened listen to the radio 
and one of the guys called in because they're doing some weird weird bet or something like that and i, th- I think he won well anyways i don't remember spe- specifically how they got into the conversation but this guy actually had the book that they read in the never-ending story and it turns out the actor who played atreyu had it and he was selling it but he didn't want to sell it to anyone oh. just to sell it willy-nilly and so he like sold the, it like the prop book yeah and so he sold it to oh. this guy and they wound up becoming really good friends and like to this day they're like they're like basically best friends according to this caller on the radio radio station mm. so i don't I, I don't know the specifics behind it but that's i just remember that call and i thought that was really interesting that he didn't want to sell it to anybody he just wanted to sell it to somebody like you know that was a big fan or whatever or had you know had different that reasons would mean something yeah and not only did he sell it to this guy but they also became like really good friends and i thought that was really cool that is really cool though that's yeah. a cool story. That's yeah. I didn't I didn't know that at all. Yeah, and I wish I could reference it. I probably can. You probably can't even Google that. But I I promise you, I heard it on the radio, and this is what he said. So he could be lying. It could be all made up. But I'm gonna pretend like it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Of, yeah, why? You know, if you can't fact check it anyways, let's just believe the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay? <laughs> after after that movie, I think we need to we need some more good stuff in our lives. But um, <laughs> all right, Josh, you're right, up. Yep, Josh. Well, I'm sorry, Ruthie. Did you want? Did you have anything else? I didn't mean, cut you. First, I wanted to say I know if I already said it. Thank you for sharing that story because I know that's probably really hard for you. And I never wanted. I never tried to pry because I know you told me the story about gaming and things like that. So one, I feel very special that you were willing to share that with us, and um, oh, yeah. just wanted to thank you for that. So yeah, thanks. Oh no, you didn't cut me off. I just was that. I guess those were the two that I was thinking of, like as yeah. we're talking. So. So, oh, nope. Josh, go ahead. <laughs> hold on. Before ahead. we move on, no, go ahead, Josh. I don't, I'm done. I'm done on that topic now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, do, I'm done with never ending story. <clears throat> so, um, I don't really think I have, other than the one that you and I are going to talk about. Oh, no. Fictional. So, yeah, I have. I got really upset when uh, Glenn died in The Walking Dead. Like. Oh. Oh, a lot of people did. It was like a hard day the next day at work, even. That's how bad it was. You know, because you finished the it story. W- but part of it, part of it, like, obviously I was sad, right? Because I liked the character. He's a very likable character. But part of it was because, like, the disrespect. Like, why I gotta do my man Glenn like that? He's a good guy. Like, man. And then another death that bothered me, actually, still from the same show was um noah i don't know if you guys remember noah but um i think they picked him up the big white guy that was in the army no 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 that's abraham oh that did upset me but not as much as noah's death noah like i did like abraham but noah was like this young uh this young kid he's a teenager and he died in front of glenn because of something that somebody else did the zombies like pulled him through the glass and like they show it graphically they literally like pull his face off and it's like this kid it's a kid it's not like a like an adult it's like a he's like a 15 year old kid and it's because of somebody else being a coward and not holding the door for him you know what i mean yeah so that really bothered Mm -hmm. me too um i'd have to go back and watch it and talk to you guys remember that i mean i was i was an avid walking it was through it was through it was at at, through a revolving door yeah i vaguely remember that they were at like a mall or something yeah 
and I don't remember. I vaguely that was like that was like in the first season, wasn't it? Or like the no, 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 no. It was like season six or something. Oh, I don't know. So here's my thing about the Glenn death was that that happened. So the se- season finale ended with Negan basically picking who he's going to kill, and that's how it right. ended. And then they right. started the next season with that death. I, I actually didn't watch it because I was really pissed off because we knew someone was going to die. It wound up being, what, two people, right? Two yeah, main it was, characters It was died? Abraham Abraham and Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham and yeah. Glenn. And I stopped watching at that point. I was just like, this is this is kind of like crappy to do this to the viewers, in my opinion. And I just I stopped watching at that point. I was off the bat. I was already kind of like sort of you know, getting ready to jump off that bandwagon. I was like, I had my foot off and had one foot on and one hand on the railing. And I was like, you know what? I'm off after that happened. I was like, I can't deal, deal with this anymore. So, I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same time, like I'm not that big of a, of like a, a, a big fan of plot armor. If you want to say, if it, I, I don't know if but you it was, guys are familiar was, with that word, like, no, I mean, plot armor, it was more of the same thing over and over again. You know, we find a safe haven. Bad guy comes. Bad guy destroys safe haven. Find a new safe haven. New characters introduced. Kill new character. You know, it was like it was a cycle that was just repeating, and then it just got boring to me and got tiresome. It was just like I didn't I didn't find it enjoyable watching that show anymore, and so I just get and then I just stopped watching it. I mean, if you enjoy it, I mean, I'm not bashing the viewers. If you enjoy it still, or if you guys are, or if that doesn't bother you, that's fine. But apparently, a lot of people felt the same way i mean it's an ever-challenging world you know so i guess groups of people will always disagree well there's so a, I guess there's a right like way to end the, it, right? the only logical the only logical way to take the show if they want to keep making money off of it is to oh we need a new bad guy we need a new thing we need a new right, group but- that doesn't like each other i mean that, that's why i liked the leftovers I mean, so to be much. fair it's based off graphic I mean, it's based off graphic novels and comic yeah. books, so it's just cyclical, anyways. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's so far removed from from what I, I don't want. I didn't read all the comics. I read like the first series. Yeah, but. no, it did get far removed. They like towards the end, like definitely by the time Negan showed out, it was very liberally like construed because there's a lot of stuff. I, re- right. I started Same, out yeah. reading the comic books back in high school, so mm. yeah, they took it. They took it a whole different way. Yeah. yeah, my thing is just okay. Great. If you want to keep introducing characters to keep making money off the show, fine. But it doesn't work well plot wise. Doesn't work well storytelling wise because, I mean, look at uh, the leftovers. That's why I liked about the, what's what I liked about the leftovers so much was they had three seasons and it was really fucking weird, but it was done superbly well. The performances were fantastic, and they didn't even they they had like this weird like plot. It was just like one of those things where I felt like. It should have ended. Okay, we're kind of going on this weird end tangent. If you like The Walking Dead, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I yeah. didn't like what happened with it, and that's why I jumped off. And a lot of people did too, but if people are still watching it and enjoying it, great. Yeah, or if you never picked it up, great. Yeah. <laughs> Either or. Everybody's got their own. I never picked up Game of Thrones. Never did. <laughs> that being said, though, yeah. That being said, though, I can tell you what. I know almost a lot of that show because of social media and yeah, people I talking bet. about it. So at this point, I'm like, eh, that was maybe one of my in five deaths. years or so. <laughs> that was actually yeah, one of my say, a lot of people. But, whoa. I did not know that about you, Ruthie. What, that I've never watched Game of Thrones? I did yeah. not know that. You str- But I thought that, like, the way that you 
talk about stuff like I don't know. I, I guess I just made the assumption that you that you did watch it. Well, I'm on the up and like I like uh, storytelling and stuff, and there were some things I like. Like even though I didn't watch the show, like I said, because of social media and stuff, there's a lot of stuff you don't even have to watch. You're going to get it all. And by then, I would like to wait a few years till it's like cooled down and I can kind of forget all the I mean, social media hoopla. You yeah, know? I mean, what it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's so much content out there for us, you know, to nerd over. Like, yeah. you know, it's just surprising because it was, yeah, it was huge, you know, huge in popular culture. But I mean, there's so many. I things. thought I would like it. I really did because yeah. I'm into the, you know, the fantasy time period and stuff, but just so much. And then the bandwagon, everybody being so crazy and. I don't know. I have a thing about like bandwagon or like mob mentality stuff. And some people get really crazy about that stuff. Like I know you guys joked about it, but when I would be like, "Mm, I'm not really into Game of Thrones, I would be like, I would be grilled for three hours about why I don't like Game of Thrones. (laughs) And like, do I know? What is wrong with you? Yeah. It's not even that I don't like it. I've just just never watched it. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I was just like, "Eh, I'm just not really into watching it right now. That being said, a lot of things I've seen, like I love Tyrion Lannister. Um, you know, and different stuff. And I thought a bunch of the lore stuff things. was funny. So, yeah, I know things. Yeah. So there's a lot so, of stuff I like. Funny story about uh, Game of Thrones and the whole, like, bandwagon reveal stuff is I was at NTC and... Uh, Ruthie, you don't know what NTC is. Um, and the listeners don't either. So NTC is the Just National Just a mission, Tra- training. Yeah. It's a national training center. It's in uh, the U.S. I'm not going to say what state. You know, ISIS. Anyways, um, and we were training there, and you're not allowed to have your phone or anything, right? And the season finale for C for yeah, one like the season before the season finale episode. I'm sorry, the episode before the season finale was supposed to air while we were in NTC, and like all my whole platoon was like just down in the dumps about it. And then our platoon sergeant, who, like, liked the show but didn't care, would, like, mess with us and be like, yo, this guy, I heard my wife told me he died. And we'd be like, shut <laughs> Like, so it – and we would talk about it on missions on the radio, over the net. Like, we would, t- like, speculate what's going to happen. And then the episode came out and people were, like, hotspotting it. And, like, it got so big that they put – they separated – they set aside a whole tent that usually fits, like, 50 people to sleep – and put a projector in there and streamed it off of a guy's phone. So, and like, <laughs> there were like, there were like almost like 150, 200 dudes in there just sitting on the ground watching this on a shitty projector thing. And then I refused to go because I was like, I need, I'm going to show the show some respect and watch it in HD on my television in the comfort <laughs> of my own home with some alcohol and some popcorn and my wife when I get home. But nice. like, you could hear people in the tent over like, <sighs> like screaming and stuff i'm like oh god but so i can understand like the band and then i feel like that is one thing that makes death in especially like fictional characters like makes them more impactful is the fact that there's so much buildup and you've been following this character and you're so vested in 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 them you know and then the show goes nope and you go oh please so i feel like the bandwagoning thing like it makes you like it more if you if you're the kind of person that jumps on it that and you're like part of a culture that enjoys something with a bunch of other people because then you have something to grieve over with other people you know what i mean yeah 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 <clears throat> all right because if you're the if you're the one guy that like i didn't like when mario killed bowser people are like 
<laughs> I cried. Like, Bowser had to die, bro. Like, he had to go. He'll be back in the next game. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I guess Walking Dead was yours, Glenn, from Walking Dead. I'm going to caveat, or not caveat, I'm going to move on to, some, to back to Metal Gear. Um, was when Meryl died in Metal Gear Solid. So, in the beginning, she doesn't die in canon. But in the original Metal Gear Solid game, you like meet her and you develop this relationship with her. And even for his pixelated crapness by today's standards, she was kind of hot. You know, like it was just really. And then you had this like foot flirtation with her. So you with as Snake, and she had like this affinity for you. So you had this nice build up and this relationship, you know, with her. And so there's a scene and there's a point in the game where you have to basically tap whatever square i think it was a bunch of times to get out of the torture sequence i just skipped it because i was like this is hard i'm like whatever and that actually led to her death ending and it's like a really and this is a time when cg was like this we talked about this with david hater um name dropping here um (laughs) we talked to this with david hater he said this was the he was he was talking about this is the first game that had all in-game cutscenes, right because even then, you know, it it was pretty pretty revolutionary, you know, to have the entire game done in like the cinematic way, and it was just it was just really profound when you you find her and you shake her and she's dead and like Snake looks up and then he's just like why you know and then talking to himself I could have did this and it's just really it's like another like a powerful moment in gaming. I mean, I didn't cry like I did with The Last of Us, but I was just like holy shit, you know, like damn. I was like what happened and I like immediately like. I, I, I don't even know how I found out, but I asked a friend, I think, and I went back and I replayed the entire game just so I can get the, the ending where she did survive. Like, that's how much it meant to me. That's the thing that's weird about Metal Gear is, like, at least the first one, right? No one knows how the first person figured stuff out. You always figured out by talking to a friend. Yeah, this is 1998. <clears throat> right. Idea. Exactly. So, like, you say, it was a while back. Yeah. You figured it out by talking to a friend, but then you're like, who'd you hear from? And he's like, oh, my buddy told me. Oh, his buddy told him. Oh, my buddy told me. You look on the actual CD case, you know, like, and, and, and being like, uh, the game doesn't tell you anything. Like, you can skip, like, it gives you the ability to skip, but it never, at no point does it say, uh, if you skip, though, uh, consequences. Fuck you. You know what I mean? yeah yeah you didn't know i don't even remember how i found out i just remember that game walking in a snowstorm to a family video to check the because i rented it and i walked in a snowstorm to family video just so i can get the number of merrill's codec from the back of the back of the cd case because that's what they literally verbatim her number is on the back of the cd case and i'm like huh and i couldn't progress the game tells you yeah the game tells you you need to look on the back of the cd case and you're like i have a disc in my inventory but i can't Look at it. Yeah. What do I need to do? It's crazy. Yeah, that was like it's a, a crazy really, game. As a teenager, I was like, man, I was like, that was kind of profound, you know. And we're like, I get her attached to this woman, and she's dead. And I'm like, oh, you know, I felt really bad. I felt really shitty for not going through that torture sequence. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, I think we each have time for to do maybe one more, and then we'll close it out. Um, I think we should do some obvious ones, maybe. I'll let you guys decide. If you okay. guys don't pick obvious ones, I will do the obvious one. But, um, Ruthie, it's your turn. Um, I'm trying to think. Because there's, like, so many. Um, 
I know we've talked about like games a lot, uh, you know, yeah. or like we've talked about games. We talked about TV shows a little bit. Um, you know what? I'm just going to straight up bring it up because I know people hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Most people hate them. We're not going to get into this debate. We've already had this debate in other episodes. We're not going to talk about the movies themselves, Uh but at the end of the day, new star Wars, Han and Leia dying. Okay. We're not going to talk about the like decades later. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the, we're not going to (laughs) talk about like the actual movies, but I'm just saying in episode seven, one, Han Solo, like, w- it was a surprise to be in there. Like, you know, anybody that knows Harrison Ford, no, he he loved the franchise, he loved the people in it, but he was done with Star Wars a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, it was a very big typecast. Um, but, like, for him to come back and then for him to die in it, just, like, he, he was, like, one of like the top bills. Like, he was a face. Han Solo is a huge trope of kind of character. He, you know, it was a definable thing. So for that to happen, you know, it just stunned people. Like, I think it was a message like, this is not your Star Wars in its own way. And then like, and then Leia, which this kind of ties into like celebrity deaths. I know we haven't touched on it a whole lot, Mm. but celebrity deaths, and this is why we got on the whole topic, is that fictional deaths and celebrity deaths sometimes impact us more emotionally or thought-provoking than personal deaths or deaths of people that we actually know in person that we've like met or like families. And I agree with that. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying we can't really realize how somebody's death's going to affect us or the concept of someone's death until it happens. And I think that's why we were like, it's crazy though. Cause sometimes character deaths will means, you know, like we'll have such a reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. like you'll sit there and you'll cry and stuff. And then you may hear about somebody in your real life that you've met dying and you're like, Oh man, you know, and then that's sometimes that's it. Everybody processes different deaths different ways, and that's why we got in this big conversation and why we wanted to do this episode because it's just uh, fascinating to you know. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, it's not just. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of celebrity deaths, like when we brought it up, um, something that was really a big celebrity death for me was like Robin Williams. I know a lot of people still Mm. talk about it. It was a huge thing for Mm. so many people, like. And there's so many other celebrities and stuff, but like that was just a huge, like an eye opener for so many people about mental health and struggling with it. And, you know, it like, so I think that was one for me too, because like you, you just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things that you, you're it's, not aware of until it happens and it hits you hard Yeah. and stuff. So, but anyways, it's, it's, it's but anyways, Leia and Han, just huge deaths, you know, because they were the faces of the franchise. I, I don't, if anybody says Star Wars, most people, uh, you know, collectively think of like, or maybe it's the people I just talked to, maybe that's why, but you think of like the old Empire Strikes Back poster, like the, you know, the, the poster that like defined the franchise in so many places. It was such a well done poster, uh, movie poster for it. And for both of them to die by the end of it all you know, to make room for the new stuff. Well, I think it was, it meant so much like the closing of a chapter for the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think for Hans, um, death, I think what made it just really, you know, hard was that, that he was killed by his son, you know, like that was like, that's yeah. rough, you know, to be murdered by your own son and to complete your, I guess, turn to the dark side. It was like the whole thing. And then, 
<clears throat> and, and whatnot. I almost got, almost got into a tangent about the ending of that movie, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. And that, I'm I'm curious. I'd be curious to know how they would have portrayed Leia if she hadn't, if Carrie Fisher hadn't actually passed away. Um, I'm I'm wondering what because they had so many things. Like we said, there were so many issues with the storyline and everything that had happened throughout those movies. I'm kind of curious what they would have. I'm kind of curious. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but. Now those are yeah those that's a good example actually um, Han dying fucked up my son like he was like I'm not watching this movie again because he didn't he did not like that uh-huh. yeah it was pretty I didn't even oh, think yeah, about it, it. The, I yelled in the theater I got that was up. my thing when it, like, when, it, when when he pulled the saber and he and he falls into the chasm I literally stood up and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and like my buddy was like dude chill and I was like bullshit I got pretty upset. Is yeah. it, is it I remember being in the moment. theater because we went like premiere and I remember everybody just being like, like on the edge of their seat and then it happened. And yeah, you did hear people like audibly gasp. You did hear people like sigh. You heard like somebody hit the arm of the chair, you know, like yeah. and but everybody was still quiet because they're like, uh, 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 mm. you know, like they can't believe what happened. And, and then like I started to cry a little bit because anybody that was watching like immediately after that, like. Chewbacca like letting out that noise and then firing that bolt and you're like no <laughs> Chewbacca you know like, so you just watched doing? it yeah yeah watched it happen and it's such like a emotional scene at like the end of the day uh you know it was just like a big thing like Han and Chewie and stuff and and you know it was just like a it was a crazy thing but then like going back to like how different movie moments and characters impact you that one made me sad but I'm gonna be honest I watched The Last Jet or not the last check. What was the last one? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I watched that one. And funny enough, out of that whole movie, the the part that made me cry the most, and like I've talked about my best friend, the part that made me cry the most actually is at the very end when Ray lands and Ray, Finn, and Poe all like embrace each other in a hug because like I've spent so much time in the last year or so being solo and that's right, right after I lost my friend. And so like that whole like best friends being back together and be reunited after so much war and so much loss and so much like life shit of like up and downs. They've been through the war, Ray and the whole solo thing or, you know, Ben thing and, you know, like Poe and, you know, just all this craziness they went through. But then to like come back together and be friends, like when they hugged each other and they're like, we met each other on the other side. I was just like, Ooh. you know, like, oh. I don't know. It's just crazy. Honestly, I, mu- I must have missed that because I was probably already walking out the theater. When it happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fair I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. No, no, no. <clears throat> yeah. You've got a force field this whole time. <laughs> right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm um, done. All right, yeah. Josh, what's, uh, what's another one you got? So, uh, if you're done, I'm going to go through a bunch of names. Actually, actually, it's my turn. I'm just going to list off all of them. We're going to just have like a, <laughs> Okay. Like a, a go pick your poison one. An actor who uh, died actually this year, uh, actually kind of like made me upset was uh, Ian Holm. If you guys don't know, Ian Holm is he portrays Bilbo in The Lord of the Rings, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, he plays the, the older and alien. Older yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The older Bilbo, not the younger. <laughs> Yeah. I, most people yeah. should know, but I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Some might not, yeah, so that's yeah. a good point. But he's a he's a terrific actor, and I've always every time that I've seen him in a movie, it's always been a joy. Like he's got an great experience. presence. Yeah, presence. exactly. Like when he walks in a room in any role that he's in, you're like, ah, yes. It's like a he's like a refreshing character, no matter what he plays. Even when he was evil in Alien, you were like, 
good, man. Like, I'm, I'm down with it. But yeah. when I found out that he died, I found out that he died like a month after it happened. Um, he died back in, in June, I think. Yeah, in June. I was pretty upset. And I told my shop, like in my office, I was like, you guys know Ian Holm died? And one of my NCOs... Oh, who's actually, that? I bet you someone said that. No, no, no. Everybody was like... Every, people were like, is that Bill from Lord of the Rings? One one person, I think, didn't know. But then we told him who it was, and he was like, what? Get the fuck out of here. But uh, one of my NCOs is actually who works in my shop, who is, I can respectfully say, is a pretty big nerd himself, uh, was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And he like looked it up on his phone, and he was like, what the fuck? And then he went outside and like called his wife, pretty sure. Wow. I was like, do you hear this shit? It's pretty funny. That's interesting because I thought we had this conversation. You seem pretty man like celebrity deaths don't mean shit to me. Sort of like attitudes. I'm well, kind of it's, surprised. It's rare. It's yeah. rare. It's rare. I don't know. I think it's like. Not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just kind of surprised to hear this from you. It's interesting. Yeah, it's just it's like a rare thing. Robin Williams is a big one for me too, but Ruthie said it, so I was just gonna. I was trying to think of another one that made a difference, you know, to me. I mean, it wasn't a di- like I didn't cry, but I was like, yeah. that sucks. Because he was cool. He's a good actor, and he. he played a lot of roles that i enjoyed you know yeah that's inter- yeah i would have never would have guessed him but and or anyone i for that matter because of our discussion that we had but that's interesting yeah i'm not going to go down that road because uh i've been there's that i think is a more depressing topic because it's like you know real people dying and that there's no no they're not coming back you're never going to see them again, again at least in a in a fictional setting i it's just it's an interesting way that it impacts us emotionally because it's not real you know i think that's why i found the topic of when we were talking about what we're going to pick and we wound up i I guess i actually i picked it went with the emotional impact of memorable character deaths it's just because it's just there's so many different things that go into it to have an effect on people like some it could only be a few minutes like with the last of us then just the setting of um, a father and daughter can have it. War can be a span of three games or a series like The Walking Dead, you know. So um, I just it's a just that's fascinating to me. So with that in mind, I'm gonna go and pick a fictional character death, and uh, I don't want to do Last of Us again. I'll just I guess that'll be one that I throw. Around. I, the one I'm gonna say is Egret from Game of Thrones, um, the love the love interest of Jon Snow, and like his first you know. I guess she um, deflowered the John's no. <laughs> she took his virginity because he. <laughs> I don't know how he wanted me to say that, but yeah. Nothing, John Snow. <laughs> John Snow. Um, John Snow. That's what she says. <laughs> Snow. You know they're married in real life. Yeah, she's about to have a baby too. Yeah. She's pregnant. I don't Ooh, want I it. <laughs> I don't want it. That was the whole. <laughs> the throne but um no i'm a sucker for a love story i'm a sucker for the romeo and juliet i'm like i don't know where this came from but um i'm like a i'm a sucker like a hopeless romantic type thing and so these things really get me and the whole time like when what's his name uh to do with the red hair i'm drawing a blank it's been so long he like basically says i knew she loved you because she couldn't stop talking about killing you remember at the oh, end when, Tormund. Tormund. yeah yeah my yeah and this they're they're for they me Giant's Bane. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, if he would have died, I would have been upset too in that show. But the Egret yeah. death, you know, when she was killed, and you kind of saw it coming, but I don't know, man. That was like, when I see two people in love and one of them loses that, one of them loses 
their love their their you know love of their life i just you know that gets me i don't know i don't know maybe just i just think it's an awful thing because i can only imagine like if i mean if i were to lose my wife right like that would be the most horrible thing that i could think that could happen right because you know i love her and she's the other half and 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 all that and it's just i can't imagine losing somebody that i love that much and that's how i felt with with that and it's just you know i think that's why i'm i mean i'm a sucker for because it's it's engaging and interesting but that was a really one that i just thought about a lot was how sad mostly i felt like i i mourned for Jon snow you know like i just i felt like damn like in another world where you guys i think didn't she say the she wanted to leave like let's just go and just leave you know like yeah but yeah, I was going to say, it's funny, like, I'm chiming in. I haven't watched the show. I've heard people debate it. I've heard yeah. people debate it, and I think they said that if she hadn't died, then Jon Snow's arc would have ended anyways, because he would have gave her, like, they would have, she would have eventually got him, and they would have just gone off. Mm-hmm. Because with her dying, he stayed, and then it led to all the other things that happened. That's a good point, yeah. But just, like, man, that never happens, you know? Like, and I think it was a Mission Impossible when Ethan Hunt and uh, I forgot her name in the in the one of the later movies, she's like, let's just leave because they're both like, whatever they're they're both enemies of the state at the same, at this point, and she's like, let's just leave together, you know, and he won't do it. It's like, man, sometimes, man, just take the hot woman and go, just take the hot lady and go, man. Like it does, like, it's not going to end well for one of you. I know that much, but that was that was mine. Um, do you guys want to do any more or should I run through my list and then we can just have like a, have like a, um, battle royale. Like a flash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The lightning round. I mean, well, I mean, if you're going through the list anyways, I think it was on the list. Cause I know, I think I brought it up when we had the discussion, Yeah. but how you said sometimes it can occur over several movies or sometimes it's literally just like a few minutes and we talked about it, but like Ellie and up like, and I think you just talking about the romance between, you know, losing the love of your life, like, that's hard. And I I like, I love that in Up, that even though it was, like, literally, like, five minutes long, the whole sequence of them yeah. meeting as children and growing up and sweethearts and then getting married and the hardships they face as a couple, not being able to have children and grow, but still growing old together. And, and then he loses why, her at the end of I the whole lifetime. Yeah, I think that's why it was so impactful is because they showed that, that buildup of a relationship. Yeah. Like just that, over time and stuff. Yeah. yeah that even though it met. has its ups, it ups and downs, you know, it shows you that love prevails over everything. So even though they couldn't have children, like they still decided to stay with each other. You know, he could have, they could have gotten a divorce. He could have gotten with a, married a different woman and had children with her, or they could have adopted, but you know, they yeah. felt that if we're not meant for, it, we're not meant for it. And I feel like that really cements the condition of how, much they love each other and so when she dies i feel like that's what makes it the, that build up of yeah. that relationship that exposition of love is really what cements in the feeling of sadness when you find out when she passes away you know yeah no i liked it i i like like it was a hard thing like as a woman like just speaking as a woman and stuff i know if you want kids like being able to uh, if you ever lose a kid or anything you know and stuff or or you find out you can't have kids I hear it's like one of the hardest things and so like the whole sequence but then them sticking together like you said sticking it out and loving each other and deciding you know like this is what we have and so what are we going to do and then they just keep going and I love that fact that they weren't traditional they didn't follow the traditional love story 
and then they made it to the end all the way at the end and they spent the rest of their lives together. It's a really great story. But that I feel like was a very emotional impacting, you know, I remember crying when she was there and stuff. And, and then also in the end, when he found the rest of her note, you know, basically saying you, you gave me a good adventure. Like, Mm. you know, you didn't have to do anything else. (laughs) It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that just happened. Like I said, like in the span, like you walk into that movie and you did not expect the fills, like in the first 10 minutes, like nobody expected that. We were like, Oh, this is a goofy movie. You know, just like a kid like, movie, oh, you walk cute. in and the, like the first eight <laughs> minutes, you're like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> what have you done to me? Yeah, you <laughs> like, walk in, you're like, all right, this is Pixar, so I know I'm going to cry at some point. At yeah. some point. Did not expect and then, it. They got us. not the first five minutes. <laughs> Gosh. You're wiping your tears. <laughs> Damn, they got me. Man, they yeah. do some yeah, great stuff, so man. I can't, I can't think about I love Toy Story 3. That's my favorite because I think Lotso is the best villain because he's so evil and just mean. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, they do such a great job with like emotional impacts. And it's like fucking toys, you know? Like, it's just, they do, I just love it. But yeah, you're right. You walk in the movie, you're like, oh, this is cute. Oh, look how they meet. And then you're just like, you know, just, <laughs> you know, cry like, like, you know, three minutes in. But, um, I'm trying to think. They got, they got the formula down. They got the formula yeah. down, man. Yeah. They do. Um, all right, Josh. Give me one more. Do you have one more? Or do you want to do the Battle no. Royale when I just run through these that I have? Sure. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. Just go through it. And if all any right. other spark, we'll just go for it. All right. So shame on us for not. I mean, I guess this one was too obvious. But Mufasa from Lion King. We all saw it. We all cried. We were all traumatized our childhood in our childhood for watching it. My girl, where Thomas died. You know. Um, oh God. We, that was so tough. Allergic to bees. You know, I actually don't remember that death at all. No, we don't see it. Isn't it from the bees? Isn't it from yeah. the bees? Yeah. He goes back to yeah. find her mood ring and then he gets you see him getting stung by bees and then she gets she finds out later and then she freaks out um later on. Um I didn't I already talked about Last of Us, so I didn't say about this one, but I thought this one was wild was the Last of Us, Henry and Sam. When yeah, the brothers. Yeah, the two brothers. You basically you save Sam um in like a sniper mission and they're being chased and then they ask him if he's okay he's like yeah and then he goes to sleep and he wakes up the next day and he's infected trying to kill um what's her name ellie and so he the henry has to shoot him and kill him and then he's like so like traumatized he ends up killing himself and like Like immediately yeah yeah like right afterwards Mm -hmm. it was so fucking intense like i was not expecting that i guess i should have yeah but um, Final Fantasy VII, Ares. Her name is Aerith now, but it was a fun fact that was a uh, mistranslation in the U.S. version. Her name is Aerith, but in the U.S. version on the PSX, they called her Ares. Um, she got killed by Sephiroth by a sword, and there was a huge rumor that you could bring her back, but she never does come back. She's dead, and she that's it. She's It's over. And then I had Gears of War 2, Maria Santiago. When Dom comes back, they finally found her, and she's just... If you go back, if I don't know, if, if you haven't seen this, Josh, maybe you've played it. Go back and watch this. It's pretty damn depressing, and it's pretty... I, don't, I didn't remember Maria's, but I remember Dom. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one was tough. Yeah, and then after that oh, yeah, one... But- well, the the whole thing about Dom is he's looking for his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for a really long time. Yeah. And, and then, then in God of War 2, he finally found her, and she's just Gears like of War. shell... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. In Gears of War, yeah, sorry. In Gears of War, he, fi- he finds her on the... Is it on the train? Or is it on some kind of... No, I don't remember. Something that's like, tram- some, some kind weird... of, like, 
capsule that she's in that they're like she's like imprisoned or something i don't remember exactly what it was yeah and that one's pretty like powerful dead. yeah it was yeah, it was, it was like disturbing because she's all like messed up and she's been like tested or tortured or whatever and she's all like skinny it's it's crazy and like yeah yeah it was what yeah because she was basically like now that you're saying it i'm like i can see it kind of it was like rough and then by the time gears of war and everything and stuff like I mean, as far as like age, I don't feel like he was old, old man. But at that point, I think Dom was like tired. And I think that's something that made it harder, too. Like, yeah. And then he had to kill her. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, yeah. Um, Marcus walks away and he, he knows what he has to do. And you hear, it's, it reminds me of Blade when he has to kill uh, Whistler. But this one was more powerful. Yep. But he just walks away. and he, or No, he didn't have to kill Whistler. He gave the gun to Whistler to kill himself. So that way. Yeah. Actually, that's another good one. But doesn't yeah, count because he comes. He comes back though, so he doesn't count, does he? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, okay, yeah, Dom. That one was crazy. He sacrifices himself to to save everybody else, and that was just like that one's tough too because he's like you hear. I just hear Marcus screaming like that one actually kind of like because you know like that's your boy. I can only imagine you know being with somebody for that long as like friends and going through combat. Um. You mentioned Up. I mentioned Metal Gear. The Departed? I don't know if that was impactful, but I think just the way it ended was just shocking, where everyone just fucking died. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the ending was shocking. I think I've only seen it, like, the one time, but I just remember at the end of it, I was like, what? I I just, I just had to process yeah. it for, like, yeah, 10 the, minutes. I was like, what? I remember watching that movie and then, like, sitting there, and then the, the, the elevator door opens, and Leo just gets capped in the skull. I was like, Whoa! What is going on? I saw that in the theater. Out of nowhere. I saw that in the theater, and everyone was like, it was crowded, and it was like on cue. Everyone was like, oh. And then another one wow. got shot. Oh. It was like everybody was hilarious. Like everyone was just like, it was just crazy. <laughs> um, another great one, which we didn't talk about, was the ending of The Mist with Billy. They only had, so at the end of that movie, they decided it was best to just. Killed kill the, each other. Kill each other because there is no way out. And from he had so many bullets. Yep. And then he ends up killing them. And then he finds out. And then top of that, he finds out that it was that they were just minutes away from being rescued. Yeah, like literally. I remember away. like just like that gut drop feeling because you hear it and you think it's going to be the creatures again. And then straight up, it's like tanks rolling up. Mm-hmm. And like all he does is just like let out that like painful blood curdling like madness of yell. You know, of like realizing that he literally was like two minutes away from they all could have lived and he had to shoot every single one of them. That yeah, is a nuts. well acted scene, I think, if you go back. Yeah. I watched I watched all by the way, I've watched all of these that I'm referencing. I went back and YouTube them all, so I'm probably you might want to do a welfare check on me tomorrow morning. <laughs> um oh, no. uh, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not suicidal at all, I promise. Um where am I? We where am I left off? Oh, a million dollar baby, like uh, when he had a when Clint Eastwood had to euthanize Maggie, where she asked to be yeah. euthanized because she was paralyzed from oh, yeah, the neck yeah. down. Paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. And then, yeah. uh, Hodor is the last one. I'm not even gonna. I said Red Wedding, but I don't think that was. I mean, it was just wild because we weren't expecting it for those of us yeah. that didn't read the book. The, but again, Hodor, again, the disrespect. Yeah, I remember seeing stuff on that in, like, the parts that I saw and stuff. I was like, man, that's sad. That probably would have affected me a lot to, Which like, one? Hodor? realize what was going Because I didn't get it. Yeah, Hodor. Yeah, because uh-huh. I didn't know. Like, obviously, I didn't watch the show, and I didn't know everything. But then, like, I watched the sequence and stuff, and I'm like, and then I realized how it all came together. 
and people didn't realize, you know, and stuff that, yeah. Anyways, like, cause there's all that craziness between like the past and all yeah. that stuff in the future. And then so he's like holding the door nuts. and dying. He's just, oh man, that, that was really messed Which, up. We haven't even talked about it, and I know, like, we're getting towards the end of the episode, sure. and we don't have time to talk about it at this point, but, like, we've kind of kind of tiptoed around it a little bit in, like, little things, but when it, uh, I know Josh talked about it, like, prime directive, so, like, I'm sorry, but if it's anything that is, like, programmed that you grow an attachment to, if we're talking, like, animals or, like, very primal, simple-minded, like, bonds and relationships, man, some of those hit so much harder than anything complex. Like I was talking to this about somebody else and like how they said old yeller, mm. like straight up anybody that watched old yeller yeah. and has ever had a dog. It will never like, like there's movies out there when it starts, like when you see the preview and you're like, Oh, that's a great movie. <sighs> you know, or it looks like yeah. a great movie. And I'm like, are you wanting to just fucking cry for two hours? Cause that's what's going to happen. Yeah. This whole movie's about a dog growing old. No, thank you. Like I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch movies to cry. That was I won't. That but was like the one... Marley and Me movie. Mm-hmm. No, you knew it was going to happen. Never going to watch it. Like, you knew that was going to happen. At the end you of knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Like Hachi, that Hachi movie with a uh, oh damn, what's his name? Was it Harrison Ford? Yes. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Oh, like about yeah, Hachi. Just... The he's a writer and he sees him every day and he kind of they have this little bond, but he never quote unquote ever owns him. And then Harrison Ford. I mean, it's years ago. I'm not going to like Harrison Ford dies, but the dog comes there every day waiting for him for like years because that's yeah. Yeah. And there's a statue of him there because he kept coming every day. It's a real story. Yeah. It's a real story. And so like it's my same thing, like a K2 and Rogue One, the robot, you know, he's like this snarky robot and he's like, ha ha. And you think he wouldn't care. But at the end, he like self-sacrifices for the whole team. You know, and he's just, you know, it's like that. Anything that's like prime directive, like machines or different things are like Bishop and aliens. Like I could go on and on, but I'm just saying if it's something that seems so simple minded or simple bond and then it comes down to like they just die or they're gone or like they sacrifice themselves because in their simplest mind or in their simplest form of love, they'd give up anything for that bond that they share with our main character or with a different character in the movie. Like... Wally, yeah, like. But he didn't die. Anything. But it was a moment. But still, but yeah. he was going to. Though, you, yeah, he had us going. Something. Had us going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. I love Wally, but like, like we've kind of, t- but we did talk about like Artex. You know, that was his horse. It was like a bond. You know, it wasn't romance, but it was like this is you know, this so simple. This kinship. You know, my other half, like in a different way, like a soul bond kind of um, thing with simple things. I'm really glad you brought that up because I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. Terminator Two. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know now why you cry, but it's something that I can never do. Oh, that kid. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, but it's true. Like it's 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 crazy stuff, or you know, like anything to do with machines. Like it's funny too because we all joke because there's like two sides of sci-fi. There's the side where people are like, the computers are going to kill us one day. And you've got all these sci-fi movies where they do kill us and they take over the world, or like people have to conquer them. And then there's the other side of sci-fi where they literally are like so close and then yeah. they've been wired or they they develop in a way that they become like compat like they become best friends. Like it's there's two different sides of the coin. And you know, it's the same thing. And like I said with the animals, same way. Like there's movies about violent animals, but then there's 
crazy movies like I never watched it, but like the movie about the first dog, like the caveman kid that has the wolf. And apparently that's supposed to be the movie about like the first dog or something. First oh. domus. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that movie was called, I forgot. I haven't Best seen that, but I've, I've heard of friend it. Or whatever. Yeah, but it was like basically a caveman or whatever primitive guy. He's that's him a and Wolf movie, are right? both. The what one? Wasn't it a Pixar movie? I don't know. I don't remember that. No, one. no, no. no. Uh, well, I don't know of that one, but it, this is actually live action. But apparently, a wolf and a caveman—they both get injured and they're left behind, and they create a bond because uh, he feeds it meat and stuff, and they take care of each other. And by the end of it, he's basically become like they're a pack. Like they, it's his best friend. It's supposed to kind of be symbolic of the first man's mm. best friend thing. Reminds me of but, White Fang. Yeah, White Fang. Yeah. yeah. See, there's like so many different things, or like uh, anybody. One movie that made me cry growing up is like, uh, oh damn it, it's got the, it's got the three animals, the two dogs and the cat, the all the oh, way home homeward or bound, homeward bound, homeward bound. Yep. I just homeward watched bound. it with kids. Yep. Yeah. Okay. See that movie? Those the whole thing about those animals is going back to their owners, and like they keep missing it. And in the very end, when you think Shadow's not going to mm-hmm. come back. Because he's the old man dog. You're like, <laughs> you know, oh, that like, mud pit scene on. when he can't do it. And he's just yeah. like, I'm too tired. And you're like, oh, God, I'm too old. He's like, you got to do it, pup. And it's yeah. like, no, the whole movie you've told him he can't do it. Don't tell him now. <laughs> Don't give up. Yeah. Like, but seriously, yeah, we, we didn't. But any of that settings, like that simplistic bond that just because it's simple or it's just animalistic or very base doesn't mean. I don't know. I, maybe it's the human in us, but we're like, we can fill these things, you know. We like that simple, you know, just because yeah. they are. You just have people in your life that it's very simple and you love them. And the next thing you know, you lost them or your time's limited. And you're like, damn, I didn't realize how impactful this bond was. Yeah, this, that's a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing, the last one I would say was, the, I think we'll just leave it at this one, was End of Watch. Did you guys see that, see that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena? And they... Absolutely. Uh, spoiler alert, Michael Pena dies. But there's a scene where he, you think Jake Gyllenhaal's character is dying. He's holding him crying like, don't die, man, don't die. And then the gangbangers come up and they end up shooting. They just they light up Michael Pena. You're like, that dude is dead. And so you think they both died. But it's just such a jarring scene. But it turns out that Jake Gyllenhaal's character survives. But through this whole movie, it's done so well Like where they're best friends and they're cops on the beat and you know they're going through things and... You know, not only are they just they coworkers, but they're like I guess it's kind of tone deaf now because of what's going on. But for the sake of this episode, that scene really I watched I was watching that movie and my wife was like, This is boring, she went to sleep and then she woke up and at the end when I was watching it with my headphones on, she's like tears in my eyes, like crying. I was like she's like, What is wrong with you? I was like, It's <laughs> was like, it's a sad movie. Like we got this thing. There's very few things that make me cry, but that one that definitely made me cry and tear up a little bit. It was a, such a powerful ending. But um uh, There's an alternate ending where it's, they're both pests. I thought that's what the, was going to happen. I thought that would make more yeah, sense. There, there, there is an alternate ending where they mm-hmm. both die. No. That to me would have made more sense. I think that, but I guess it's sadder where one gets to stay alive. But um, that being said, I think I'm sure we can bring drudge up more. I'm thinking of Gladiator. Oh, absolutely. Um, Ooh. <laughs> um, but for sake of time, and we've—I mean, we've yeah, there's gone. There's too much. Yeah. There's too many. <laughs> which was, which was the idea of this episode? It's just like there's so many that affected us and that were uh, powerful, and it yeah. just—I'd love to hear. Like, I could, yeah. Like, this is—I find it interesting. I'd love to hear what like our listeners, like different ones, because. 
like like the whole thing is about it impacts us all different ways like and even as adults like I know you razzed on Josh, but like when we talked about celeb deaths, it, it wasn't that Josh didn't care. It felt like he didn't have like very many answers. But then as we've talked and stuff, you know, we do. We just start realizing that, oh, man, like that death did affect me a lot. Or I still think about that. Or uh, I think one person earlier in the chat maybe said that uh, like in our discord, they were saying that they had a they watched the death when they were a kid and they didn't realize how traumatized they were about that kind of scene or that death until someone was like hey let's watch this movie and they kind of like a mini little like no 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 like freak out moment mm-hmm. and they didn't realize that it was because that death have impacted them so much as a child and so it's like pretty yeah. crazy yeah it makes me wonder about like with my kids like what should i do i actually had a girlfriend that her mom didn't let her see the end of like Bambi. That's another good one, I guess. Um, the end of Bambi uh. or the end of Old Yeller, which actually happened in a TV show, uh, an episode of Friends with Phoebe's mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. My ex girlfriend's mom actually did that to her. And she didn't know like all this stuff when she watched it. And it was like sort of like traumatizing for her as an adult. Like I was like, wait, what? I was like, wasn't that an episode of Friends? <laughs> when she was telling me yeah. this story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh my gosh. But yeah, I'd be. Um, yeah, if any, anyone is, you know, has any, I, I guess we should do a channel. We'll talk about it later. But um, I would be interest, interested to hear more from others about this episode and about the show more. So you can join our Discord, which will be in the description. You can add us on any of our Twitter accounts, which will also be in the description. And then yep. um, my email, which is Peter at Nerds Adulting, which will also be in the, in the description. So um, I think we've talked plenty enough about fictional character death i think i'm good at leaving it at this point is there any last things that you all would like to say before we close this out and say goodbye uh, no i'm good to go i'm sad enough <laughs> <laughs> i'm sad enough next um, next week we'll talk about we'll do like happy movies this will be next week's episode yeah we'll do we'll do happy movies and stuff um I can't think of anything. Yeah, I know. We promise um, we don't talk about death in the Discord all day. So, <laughs> no, no, we don't. Like, for real. Like, definitely. Come hang out. We want to hear from you guys. We want input. We want ideas. And we have, like, a lot of fun discussion in the Discord. So, yeah. yeah. It's been awesome. The Discord has really been quite a pleasant surprise. So, um, all right. Well, Ruthie and Josh, it's been a ton of fun. And I can't wait to do this again. And with whatever next topic we have, I don't think we have a topic yeah. here, so or what, or maybe a guest. Who knows? So um, you all have a wonderful night, and um, I will see you all on Discord. Yeah. Yes. See you guys. Adios. Don't be shitty. <laughs> <laughs>